Welcome to Goop Tales, episode 73, Dilly Dally and the Captain Ghost of Bolt Castle. I'm Maria Calanchini, and I'm the author of Goop Tales. And today, we are going to the land of a thousand islands, which is an area that I have never been to, but I researched. Looks amazing between New York and Canada. And there's all these beautiful little islands all over the place, over a thousand. And one of them has this castle on it called Bolt Castle, which a very wealthy man back, I think it was the turn of the century, was building for his wife. And then his wife died. So he stopped building it. So it sat there for years and years and years with nobody in it. And it had this amazing boathouse on a different island. And then finally, the state of New York came in and bought it for a dollar. And then they turned it into a preservation spot and a a place where tourists could come and look at the amazing castle in the land of a thousand islands. So that is where we're going today. And before we get started with that, I want to thank Rhea. Rhea, who is eight years old, um, sent in the name of Dilly Dally. And she said, because she is always Dilly Dally. So I love that name. I love, it's very old fashioned, Dilly Dally. Like, what are you Dilly Dallying around for? For those of you that don't know, it just means kind of doing nothing or taking too long or wasting time, but it's a really charming way of saying it. So I really love this name, Rhea. So thank you for suggesting it. And you're gonna get to hear all about Dilly Dally today. First though, I want to go over a couple things. One, I want to read an iTunes review like I always do. So this one's from Emma. And she says, hi, my name is Emma. This is my favorite podcast. I have a goop name for you. It's a girl and her name is Craftalina and she carries a magic paintbrush. Whenever she paints, she loses touch with reality and travels somewhere. Can you please put this in your podcast? Well, there you go, Emma. I love the idea of a magic paintbrush. I would love to paint somewhere and just hop right into it like a goop. Wouldn't that be amazing? So that's a really good idea and I'm gonna put it on my list. And I also got a really great, um, I really like this review from Porkchop, 1978. I love the name Porkchop. Said, love this podcast, so creative. My 10 year old is inspired to write her own stories now. And that made me so happy because part of the reason that I do this is to inspire in you, dear listener, a love of storytelling, a love of using your imagination to do that and using inspiration from the world around us. That makes me really happy that you're starting to write your own stories and so many of you are coming up with really great goop names. I have over 200 names that are sent in from listeners and I want you to know that I've written them all down. I hope one day to get to yours. I have a shout out to a couple of people, Oliver, Stella, Emily, Jackson, Lucinda, Savannah, Aaliyah, just thank you so much for all the great names and the support. It really means a lot. And I have some very exciting news that I want to talk about before we jump into the podcast. 
So one thing is, um, well, let's say the not, let's see, the regular stuff. You know, you can always get on the mailing list for a free coloring book. And we have a bunch of coloring books now, so you'll just get one, I think, every week for a while. But we've added something new to the website. So if you go to gooptails.com, on any page of it, on the right-hand side, there's a little bar. That bar, if you click on it, it's blue, so it's a little bit hard to see. But if you click on it, it gives you the ability to record a message. So you can send me a voice-recorded message. I think of about um, up to a minute. It's super cool because we tested it. So if you want to tell me a goop name or a goop idea, you can just go to the website and click that little button on the side and record a message. So that's one new thing. The other super exciting thing, and I'm going to talk about it again at the end of this podcast, but I have to share it with you now, is that I am doing a real book of Goop Tales. So that hard copy illustrated book. We have an amazing illustrator who's making these really cool graphics to go with each story. And the first book is going to come out volume one of Goop Tales, and it's going to take Goop Tales one through five. So the first five stories, starting with Gavlia, and they're going to be in an illustrated book. I am going to start off this project on Kickstarter. So I hope to have it off by the end of the year or launched by the end of the year. And I really need your support and help here. So if you are interested in getting a book of Goop Tales, an actual book that you can sit down and read with the podcast, just go to gooptales.com forward slash book and you can get on the waiting list. I'm so, so excited about this. This is something I've wanted to do for a long time and I've finally gotten it together with a lot of support and I need your support here to do this. So please sign up on the mailing list if you're interested in getting a book. Just go to gooptails.com forward slash book. And I think that's it. I think we're ready to get into Miss Dilly Dally. Enjoy the travel to the land of a thousand islands. And I will see you on the other side. Dilly Dally was, I'm told, so very, very outspoken and bold. She would always speak up for the underdog and didn't mind a bit about the slog. But if ever she were late or perhaps lost in a valley, everyone said, oh, that's just dilly-dally. Chapter One Once upon a time, there was a very bold little goop girl named Dilly-Dally. She was courageous and daring, and often was the first to venture into unknown territory. Yeah. Dilly Dally looked at life as one fantastic adventure to be experienced and enjoyed no matter the circumstances. She was always the first to stand up for any goop that was being picked on or speak her opinion even if it wasn't popular. Once, a group of goops was in the library during reading hour, and Destroya pulled out her scissors and began to cut up a book by Shakespeare. It was the Tempest, to be exact. No one can understand this Shakespeare anyways, so what's the point? Listen to this, she said as she flipped open the Tempest. Me, poor man, 
My library was dukedom large enough. It doesn't even make sense, declared Destroya, as she cut out paper animals from the pages of the Tempest. The rest of the goops cheered her on with laughs and claps. But not Dilly Dally. Stop it, Destroya. Just because you don't understand a book doesn't mean that you should cut it up. Books are to be respected. And I will tell you what that line means, if you like, said Dilly Dally, as she glared at Destroya. Destroya froze with her scissors held open. She could feel embarrassment creeping over her, knowing she had gone too far. Um, okay, what does it mean? She asked. Dilly Dally smiled and calmly said, It means that all that Prospero wanted were his books, his library, and his studies of magic. He didn't care about the other power he could have had as a Duke of Milan. All of the other groups quietly listened in awe. Wow, Dilly Dally, I'm impressed. I had no idea that is what it meant. You explain it much better than Miss Wigglebutt, (laughs) said Destroya with a giggle as she put away her scissors. The rest of the goops agreed, and this time they all clapped for Dilly Dally. Despite all of her wonderful qualities and her sense of justice, Dilly Dally did have one trait that both her parents and her goop friends found rather irritating. Dilly Dally had the aggravating habit of Dilly Dallying. She would take her time, far too much time, everywhere she went, and she often couldn't make a decision about the simplest things unless she had mentally debated them for a very long time. Once, Dilly Dally was invited to a surprise party for Very Vain that was hosted by Excitabel. Excitabel was so excited and thrilled to be giving the party, and she spent quite a bit of time sending out handmade invitations, decorating her dining room with pink and silver ribbons, placing small mirrors at every place setting, and putting pink and white peonies in vases for decoration. She also made sure to tell every guest to arrive at 11.30, one half hour before noon. Very Vain was set to arrive at noon, and Excitabel wanted to make sure that she was surprised. All of the invited guests arrived at 11.30, except Dilly Dally. Dilly Dally was busy in her closet deliberating what to wear. Should I wear my pink flower dress or my teal jumpsuit? Well, maybe the jumpsuit, because it could get dirty. Oh, but Very Vain loves pink, so that would be nice too. She went on and on. And by the time she finally got dressed and to the party, it was 11.59 Just as Dilly Dally was about to ring the doorbell, Very Vain came along and said, Why, Dilly Dally, 
Are you invited to tea as well? I didn't know you were coming. Dilly Dally froze. She wasn't sure what to say. Just then, Excitabel flung open her front door and all of the Goop guests shouted out, Dilly Dally's face turned red as she knew the surprise wasn't meant for her. But in the end, the party was a great success and everyone had a wonderful time. When all of the other guests had left and Dilly Dally was still lingering, Excitabel said, in the nicest voice possible, Dilly Dally, not to be rude, but, uh, really, you must leave now. You were late to the party, and now you're staying too long. You really must be more thoughtful. Once again, Dilly Dally was embarrassed, and she scurried out the door. As she was strolling down the street on her way home, she saw Drom doing chalk drawings on the sidewalk. Drom couldn't resist drawing on things. He would draw in pencil, pen, and chalk on any surface or object that was in his view, even if he wasn't supposed to. What are you doing? said Dilly Dally. Drawing the most magnificent castle ever, said Drom, as he stared down at his chalk creation. He had drawn a huge, sprawling castle that covered the sidewalk. It had three towers and a drawbridge and a moat. He was very proud of himself. The sun was beginning to set, and Drom packed up his chalk to head home. Come on, Dilly Dally. It's going to be dark soon. We can come back tomorrow. Please don't step on my drawing, or it will get erased, he said as he walked away. Dilly Dally was too busy sorting through her party favors to pay any attention. Oh, look what I got. Hair streamers. I love these, she sighed aloud. She dilly-dallied until the sun set and the sky was dark. Then she stood up and looked around. Drom? Drom? Where are you? She called out, but there was no answer. Dilly-dally was all alone. So she hopped onto the sidewalk and walked along until she stepped on the moat Drom had sketched. She immediately fell deep, deep into the water and disappeared. Chapter Two Dilly Dally felt like she was inside a washing machine, being turned inside out and about and around and around with no escape until she was spit out. She found herself floating on a body of water facing a huge Tudor-style building that looked like it was from a fairy tale with white stucco walls and wood beams. It had giant doors opening right onto the water. So Dilly Dally swam inside. Inside, it was an enormous, cavernous building that was dimly lit by the fading sun streaming in through the windows. For the most part, Dilly Dally didn't know fear. She jumped into situations without thinking, knowing that she could rely on her wits and courage. 
and this time was no different. She climbed up onto one of the wooden landings and took a look around. There were many different sized boats. Some were hanging from the ceiling and others were floating in the water. I must be in a boathouse, a boathouse full of history. I feel it in my bones, she said aloud. It is known as a yacht house, to be precise, said a dignified voice. And you are correct. There are many stories that live here. Dilly Dally swirled around, and where most would be scared, she simply <laughs> laughed and smiled and said, Do tell, who are you? Who do I have the pleasure of speaking to? Kestrel. My name is Kestrel, and I am right behind you. Kestrel? Dilly Dally said as she turned and laid eyes on a glorious steam yacht parked in the water. Kestrel, you are magnificent. With your permission, may I step aboard? Dilly Dally asked the vessel. Be my guest, but please be careful. I am considered an antique, answered a very amused and welcoming Kestrel. Dilly Dally stepped aboard Kestrel and walked her decks, peering into windows of furnished staterooms and a well-appointed dining room. You, Kestrel, are the kind of place that I dream about. A beautiful boat that can travel the world, go on adventures, and have a warm, cozy, and elegant inside at the same time. Kestrel let out a little laugh. <laughs> you describe me well. I have been on adventures in my day, but for now, I sit here in the yacht house, watching the world go by, remembering my days of adventures. How I wish I could see the castle again. The castle? said Dilly Dally. Kestrel told her all about Bolt Castle on nearby Hart Island and described the region of a thousand islands in Alexandria Bay, New York. There were approximately 1,800 islands in the St. Lawrence River between New York and Canada. An inlet called Alexandria Bay was the home of Kestrel and Bolt Castle. Well, perhaps it's time for you to go on an adventure. Again, suggested Dilly Dally. That would be grand. But I'm afraid I have no captain, and I'm not allowed out. I will captain you, exclaimed Dilly Dally, as she charged across Kestrel's deck, straight for the captain's bridge. Kestrel told her that all sounded very grand, but there was a problem, and he was named Captain Louis. Captain Louis was lost at sea many years ago when he was the captain of Kestrel. He had taken her out on a voyage and got caught in a huge storm and was tossed overboard, never to be seen again. Captain Louis cursed Kestrel as he was thrown about by the waves, telling her she would never sail again. Never in water shall you roam. You will live in the yacht house as your home. 
If ever you try to leave, it will be a feat you cannot achieve. For if you do, I will come after you. Ever since then, Kestrel had been locked up in the yacht house for select tourists to admire. That sounds awful. You deserve to go out. Fooey on Captain Louie, said Dilly Dally, as she looked around for Kestrel's moorings. You are very brave, and I wouldn't mind seeing Bolt Castle again, sighed Kestrel. Well, I do have a secret weapon, said Dilly Dally, as she held up her little compass. I use this compass wherever I am, and if I don't know where I am, or if I'm lost, I use it and I never run into trouble. I will use this to guide us through the Thousand Islands. We can go on a marvelous adventure, and you can see Bolt Castle once again. And I promise to bring you back to the yacht house safe and sound. That Captain Louie ghost will never find us, if there even is a ghost. Fooey on Captain Louie, laughed Dilly Dally. (laughs) Then Dilly Dally unmoored Kestrel, fired up her steam engine, and steered her right out of the yacht house into the thousand islands of the St. Lawrence River. Kestrel lit up in delight as she sailed through the smooth water. It had been years since she had seen the islands. Dilly Dally stood at the captain's wheel and pulled out her little compass and said, Which way to Bolt Castle? The compass spun around and pointed them north. Dilly Dally started to move the ship's wheel, but it wouldn't budge. She pushed with all her might, and still nothing. Then she heard a creaking sound right behind her. Chapter 3 Dilly Dally whipped her head around and demanded, Who's there? She was not afraid. I heard you. Now show yourself, she bellowed. I felt him, said Kestrel. I'm sure it was Captain Louie. Like I said, fooey on Captain Louie. Let's go. Then Dilly Dally threw her weight against the ship's wheel once again. And this time, it budged. They moved out into the St. Lawrence River and began to wind their way through the islands. Kestrel tooted her horn in delight. She had been cooped up for so long. She belonged in the water. It gave her life. They sailed around the tiny islands that were dotted throughout the river and enjoyed splendid views. As they came around the bend from a smaller island, Dilly Dally gasped as she saw a grand six-story castle with turrets and an old stone tower surrounded by shady green trees. Kestrel, look! she exclaimed. Kestrel tooted her horn in delight. It's Bolt Castle. How many years has it been since I've seen you, my friend? She sighed. With Dilly Dally at the wheel, Kestrel made her way to the dock 
and landed very smoothly. I love this place. She has been my friend for so many years. You should go and explore, and I will wait here. Just make sure you come back before sunset, so we can find our way back to the yacht house before Captain Louis wreaks havoc, said Kestrel. You know what I say. Fooey on Captain Louis. Let's not worry about that old ghost. But I will be back before sunset. We need to find our way when it's still light. You stay here and enjoy the fresh air, said Dilly Dally, as she tucked her compass into her pocket and set off to explore Bolt Castle and Heart Island. Dilly Dally snuck into the back door of the castle and gave herself a guided tour. She could hear tourists being led by a guide, but that was not for Dilly Dally. She was going to find all the hidden nooks and passageways of the old castle. Right in front of her was a narrow doorway with a winding stone staircase that went upwards. Strung across the doorway was a sign that said, No Entry. Dilly Dally slipped under the sign and started up the stairs, which spiraled up for six long flights. At the top, she found herself in a turret with several small windows. She stuck her head through the west-facing window and saw Kestrel far below, waiting patiently at the dock. Dilly Dally waved her hand through the window and she could have sworn she saw Kestrel do a little rock back and forth. Then she scurried down the stairs to the lower level, where she found another secret passage. Dilly Dally stood at the entry to the long, dark passageway, wondering if she should enter, when she heard the group of tourists approaching. It was now or never. She slid under the no-entry sign and bolted down the passageway. Water seeped over her feet, and she heard rats squeaking. But Dilly Dally just gave a kick in the dark and said, Phooey on you, rats, and Captain Louie too, if you're listening. Then she carried on until the passageway ended, and she found herself at the foot of a drawbridge. Well, isn't this marvelous, she said as she climbed the drawbridge and saw another tiny castle on the other side. She peered up at the sky and saw the sun still had some shine, so she set off to explore the smaller castle. Once inside, Dilly Dally found the entire place was set up as a playhouse. Everything was replicated from the large castle, but in a smaller size. There were tiny beds, a kitchen with pots and pans, and a huge open oven a dining room with a table for 10, and loads of dolls and stuffed bears. Dilly Dally set about doing what she did best, Dilly Dallying. She completely forgot about the sun setting. She set about creating a spectacular tea party at the dining table and placed a stuffed bear in every chair. Tea 
and crumpets. That seems the right thing to serve in a castle, she said to the bears. She grabbed a tiny kettle from the kitchen and discovered there was no running water to fill it with. I'll be right back, she said to the bears seated around the table. Then Dilly Dally went outside to gather river water and discovered that the sun had disappeared over the horizon. It was dark. Oh, Kestrel! Oh, I'm so sorry, said Dilly Dally as she dropped her tea kettle and fled in Kestrel's direction. Chapter Four. Dilly Dally stumbled up and over the drawbridge, all the while shouting out, Kestrel, I'm coming! She ran along the water, not trusting herself to cross the island in the dark. By the time she finally got back to Kestrel, the moon was rising. On reaching Kestrel's steering wheel, Dilly Dally panted <sighs> and said, I'm I'm sorry, but I'm here now. And I promise I will get you back safely to the yacht house. Then she leaned down and whispered, And Louie, I'm Captain Louie. They silently slid away from the dock and out into the thousand islands headed for home. Dilly Dally was sitting at the captain's wheel, feeling very proud of herself. When a thick white fog descended, It surrounded Kestrel and filled the night, making it impossible to see anything, even a foot away. What is happening? asked Dilly Dally. It's him, Captain Louis. I knew it. He has us trapped, said Kestrel. We can't move into this fog. We could crash into an island and sink. For once, Dilly Dally was at a loss. She wasn't scared, but she felt stuck, very stuck. Usually, she could keep a cool head and figure her way out of a dead-end situation while everyone else panicked. Nothing spooked her, but this was a challenge. Kestrel let out a loud sigh and sat very still as water splashed at her sides. Dilly Dally walked around Kestrel's decks, holding on to the railings. The fog was so dense that absolutely everything outside was invisible, except her hand when she held it inches from her face. Dilly Dally finally went back inside the bridge room and sat in front of the ship's wheel. There was nothing to do but wait, and if she waited too long, It could be too late. Who knew what Captain Louis would do? He could sink Kestrel in this fog. That thought sent a little shiver down Dilly Dally's spine. She stood up to shake off her shivers and her beloved little compass fell out of her pocket and on to the floor. As she reached to pick it up, the needle spun around and around until it finally stopped and pointed east. Dilly Dally had never seen her compass spin like this. Something was different. She got up 
and followed the compass towards the east. She walked along an interior hallway, and at the very end, she found a hidden door. Dilly Dally fiddled with the doorknob until it finally sprung open, and she lay eyes upon a very dusty library. It looked as if no one had been in the room for decades. The walls were lined with old maritime books. There was a large wooden desk facing a small window and a desk chair covered in red velvet. Something was strange about the room and Dilly Dally could feel it. Captain Louie, she whispered. And as she did, a page flipped on a large book sitting in the middle of the desk. Now this movement would have sent most of the goops running in fear, scared for their lives, but not dilly-dally. She walked over to the desk and stared down at the book. It was the handwritten diary of Captain Louis. I made a mistake, and only a brave, brave soul can ever release me or I will be stuck here forever. Kestrel, I love you, and I was wrong, but I can't undo what I have done. Now we are both trapped. Dilly Dally read the diary aloud, and then she thought. She thought about all the magic books she had read and all the spells she had ever heard. I just need to reverse this spell. What was his spell again? She said to herself. Never in water shall you roam. You will live in the yacht house as your home. If ever you try to leave, it will be a feat you cannot achieve. For if you do, I will come after you. Then Dilly Dally grabbed an old fountain pen and sat down at the desk and wrote. When she was finished, she stood up and said, Kestrel? Yes, answered Kestrel. I have written a new spell, and I don't know if it will work, but there is only one way to find out. We need to say it together. I will read it to you first. Then you need to say it with me. If it works, I will go back home, and you and Captain Louis will be freed from his spell forever. What if it doesn't work? asked Kestrel. I don't know, but I'm willing to take a chance. Are you? I am. Tell me your spell. Dilly Dally read her spell to Kestrel. Then she counted to three. One, two, three. And they both said it together. We We will roam roam the the water, and I I shall be be your royal royal squatter. We We will travel through the lakes and and dine upon upon mud cakes. Freedom will be ours as we gaze up at Mars. Young Dilly-Dally has been such a delight, but now we must send her into the night. Dilly-Dally disappeared with a tiny poof, and so did the fog. Kestrel felt herself being steered back home to the yacht house by the spirit of Captain Louis. Dilly-Dally felt herself flying until she landed back on a sidewalk in Goop World. She instantly stood up and looked around for Drom, but he was nowhere to be seen. Drom was stuck in the graffiti of Buenos Aires. 
But that is a tale for another time. All right. So that was it for this episode of Goop Tales. And I hope you had fun going on this voyage to the land of a thousand islands. It's really fun to voyage in your head right now when we can't voyage outside very much. And if you want to see the images that go with this and see the real Bolt Island, just go to gooptales.com forward slash dilly dally or forward slash episode seven three. And you'll see all of the real photos that go with this. Let's see what else. So don't forget, you can leave me a voicemail now. Super excited. Just go to the website to do that. Also, I know a lot of my listeners are very young and they don't have social media accounts. But for those of you who do like to look at pictures on Instagram and go there and get your stuff shown there, if you draw a goop tail photo or a goop tail picture of one of the goops or one of the stories and you put it on an Instagram account, maybe one of your parents' Instagram account, and you tag at Gooptails, we will repost it on our Gooptails page so everybody else can see your artwork. So I'd love it if you want to do that. So I just want to say that we here at Gooptails are all about helping to get you, the listener, off of the screen so you can explore the power of your imagination and the magic of the world around you. I hope that Gooptails lets you do that and inspires you to do that. If it does, you're going to be interested in supporting our Kickstarter. So just go to gooptails.com forward slash book where you can get on the early bird mailing list to get all the details about the real hard copy first volume of Gooptails Stories book that is going to be coming out. That's what I have for you this time. Thank you all for listening. And next time I will see you with Mr. Drom. And until then, make every day a goop day.